Chris, last time I deliberately stitched us up by saying that we would tackle uh, something in the area uh, of our uh, possible topics that was gonna that we knew would be a hard one or a long episode or oh, just something a bit yeah. meaty. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did that on purpose uh, so that we did you have now. One in mind? Um, I, I've got two for you to choose from, and I think. Oh, I hate them both. Uh huh. You will hate them both. I don't know if they'll actually make for a longer episode or a harder episode, but I think I am excited at just the noise you'll make when I tell you that today your job right now is to choose between free will mm-hmm. or or good and evil. Oh, they're both great. I I, I really thought that um you'd be giving me something that would uh, pave the terrain for internal conflict. Um, I feel like these are both good fun. Uh, let's. Let's let's do them in order. Let's start with free will. Okay, cool. Free will tonight on Rank Ideas podcast today. Yeah, if you're listening to it in the daytime, you know, take a break. Come, we'll see you in eight hours. <laughs> Hit pause. <laughs> Welcome to the Rank Ideas podcast, where we, I'm Nick, yeah, one per episode usually, and we rank them in order from best to worst on a list. Ever-expanding list um, that is the, the future authority uh, of everything, which is, which is, uh, it's, when will the UN find us and give us some sort of um, office? They've, they've found us and they've issued a cease and desist letter, but um, I so far um, our team of lawyers is uh, keeping them at bay, uh, which obviously is financially crippling for me. I'm on a relatively modest sal- salary for this type of thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's your update on where things are at um, with the Rank Ideas legal team, everyone's favourite uh, segment of the podcast. <laughs> if you want to have a good salary, we could start a micronation. Um, and then you'd be like, well, that's you're 50% of GDP. <laughs> my favorite, do you remember what? Or 100, really. <laughs> what's the one, sorry. What's the one called? Is it, is it Sealand? Sealand? The one, oh, the one that's the, the one that's the, drill, the UK, the, the drilling platform. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I, f- I feel like, yeah, that's the only version of a micronation I'd be interested in is one that is on like a man, is, is, is entirely bounded by a man made uh, edifice. Like, you know, um, it's, uh, like a McDonald's playground. Just make that. Are we writing theatre or are we ranking free will? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right, Chris. For, uh, don't let me uh, bring us off to topic when um, I've been so excited to get to this idea at some point. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to give an intro? Why did why um, why did this one come to you? I mean, it's one of the ones. It's one of the obvious ones you're going to get to sooner rather than later. Just because for me, it's it's a classic one that people wring their hands over. Um, but to me, you know, have these, have huge existential debates about, but to me in a funny way, in a way that's kind of amusing, because when you get right down to it, it is the epitome of an idea. Um, uh, and by that, I mean, it's a story that it's a, it's a narrative construct that people have come up with and then invested tons of, uh, importance into and, um, uh, yeah, just heft and gravitas into. And I really, whereas I really think you could start from an idea of being like, is it, is it really a relevant idea uh, to, for, to for the canon of important ideas, or is it just is it just um, a story that happened at one point fairly arbitrarily and then got out of hand? Um, and I think that's a good 
point to start with, to just a point of clarification, that we're ranking the the use of the idea of free will not... Um, we're not uh, – because ex- I, I, I thought, oh, great, we'll have a conversation about whether free will exists or not. Of course we will, but um, that's not that – there is a meta um, value that we're uh, evaluating. It's, it's the sort of painful thing that you would expect out of me, listeners. But, yeah, to me, I can't, I can't in good faith just jump straight into a debate about where free will exists because, to me, the fascinating thing is that, that's, that that question is something that people get so hung up on. Um, Whereas it's a bit, a little bit like nature versus nurture and other things that we might end up discussing in terms of, you know, I'm sure that as in there would be a section of the population that would just have a, what they would feel is a completely common sense dismissal of the whole thing in terms of this just being like, oh, you mean, is there pure, is, does an individual have pure autonomy over their actions or do they not? Well, you know, just no, like no ish, but a bit like, you know, I'm sure for a lot of people, it would be as simple as that. Yeah, and then, um, but the question we're looking at is if you take, even if you think that, you can still see a, a value to to the concept existing and and the um, shadow that it casts across culture and society. What what do you want to do? You want to um, define it? Uh, it's to me. It, I think it means it's pretty. Yeah, it's the idea that um, a person's actions can be controlled autonomously by solely them themselves. And that, uh, that, and uh, more importantly, in terms of how it's often used um, rhetorically, uh, that uh, because that idea exists, or maybe, you know, I think the big thing with free will is the implications of it, which is that if we have free will, then we are expected to be culpable, fully culpable and responsible for our actions because it was, because what we did was our choice, at, at least at the extreme of the idea. Great. Well, I love that because that already raises um, virtues and uh, vices for the trait. Because I, I guess immediately for me, when you say, uh, you know, we, we we are the autonomous agents of our behavior, that's good. It, I guess it, um, it 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 impregnates with everybody this this spirit of accountability and um, uh, and sort of co- collectively holding each other responsible for our behavior. But um, at the same time. Um, you know, with a bit of interrogation, it's, it's pretty clear that there are a whole bunch of factors that determine um, individuals' behaviour that could be predicted separate to separately to any idea of of um, the pure individual spirit of an agent um, acting in the world with their own choice, and therefore, and and that leads to really bad outcomes where we assume that people are, uh, or even ourselves are able to do that. It leads to um, leads to falls because it's a gap between reality and um, the narrative that we and let's upon it. let's um state something really clearly, which should be obvious, which is that free will is a dominant idea in our current human culture. It's completely pervasive. It's the default idea around these ideas, as in, as in, yeah, yeah. most uh, the vast majority. Imagine contesting it in a legal system yeah, or something. The, like the vast like, majority. Uh, it would. I don't have to. Ma- well, I I have I have seen it been done, but it's such a vanishingly rare thing. Uh, the vast majority of people have completely internalized the idea that. Um, people have control over their actions and are, and are responsible for their actions and that and that and that accountability is an important and worthwhile thing to prosecute um and and to me that's notable because there is a tiny tiny fraction of the population who uh don't believe that who have I'm sure have still internalized it through 
their social conditioning. But there are people you will find who will fight for the idea that um, free will is so lacking as an actual thing that you can find evidence for that uh, autonomy isn't a good idea in, in terms of uh, as in, as a way for the legal system, uh, sorry, accountability uh, in particular, um, isn't a good idea for uh, a guiding principle for the legal system to be based around. It's not. An, it's not a good idea for. It's not the way that people should think or feel. And I mean, to me, um, I think it's uh, worth again. Uh, you know, me, my my uh, default hunch around this stuff is that really um, the very idea of um, free will versus predestination, for instance, or you know, like I think there's a few different ideas that could be posited as the at the other end of the thought experiment, at the other end of the spectrum from free will. One of them's predestination. The other is just helplessness um, in the face of um, uh, random uh, inputs and stimuli uh, leading to random outcomes. Um, the other is just yet yeah, basically just biological determinism. But all of them. Uh, yeah, to you know, my hunch is that it's the uh, that we're trying to uh, make sense of things that don't actually map on that kind of binary. Like that, free will is free will at one end, and no free will, or the absence of free will at the other end. Is both of these things are kind of missing the point of what the actual reality is? Would be my hot take going in, but. How would you map that reality? This is the thing, right? The have a crack, have a crack. I mean, I would have a, I, I can happily have a clum, have a clumsy in the dark go, which is that um, we know we know a lot now about uh, the meat of the human brain. Uh, this we most we mostly don't know things, but we definitely know that there's a lot uh, about our actions that um, are be deter, uh, aren't determined at the conscious level at the very least, and that we and we know that when uh, brains are more of a um, predictive machine than they are reactive machines as in a lot of the t most of the time when we think in the moment that we're responding to the things around us we're we're actually acting in a way that um is the sum of our brain's prediction of what's about to happen um and you know f fun outlier stories like you know the people uh, there's a particular spontaneous form of amnesia that some human beings end up in where they end up with the cliche of the goldfish memory um where their memories are setting every few minutes or even even smaller intervals than that. And it's been found... Anterograde amnesia. And, yeah. yeah, and it's been found when... And, and it's very common that when people do that, they end up on a loop over 24 hours, 48 hours, repeating the same sentences in a loop in a way that suggests that they aren't... That their brains aren't just... Like, it's not what you would assume. Like, my intuition would be that if my memory reset every 15 seconds, then, for instance, I'd be like, oh, where am I? Oh, what's what What am I seeing exactly in the room and reacting to that? But it's found that uh, a lot of time humans don't do that. They actually, they have a pre-formulated pre script that they keep going through, which is, to me, is easily enough to suggest that um, we're not just, uh, there's no pureness of us engaging uh, responsively to the world around us. But I think that, like, so, so I, I, I feel like we um, are on a similar um, position, and it's a position that I imagine that many, despite the internalization of narratives and the cultural weight of, of free will as a concept, I, I imagine it's one that many come to, which is that there are, you know, at, at least, um, uh, at least a tremendous driving f factors that um, determine your behavior that you are not a. If even if you are aware of you, are not um, not immune to. But then, but then the the idea of free will in society, um, I don't think, like you said, um, is it just something that that 
came that uh, emerged at some point and then um, took hold. Like everyone just ran with. I feel I feel like there is a there is a group utility to an idea like that. Um, which even if even if it doesn't map to reality, which is something that I'm always very um, wary of seeing as a virtue, um, there is there's a case to be made that the um, the way that it, it shapes people's behaviour then it, uh, and makes people conceive of 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 their of their actions, it, like there there must be some social utility. I, I think I, I think that things. Certainly, sometimes things just happen, but I feel like that it's it's too easy to dismiss the um, the significance of things that happen continuously and bear a sort of sticky weight. I think that there's uh, group utility, rec- obvious group utility to accountability, um, to the idea of uh, certainly to the idea of actions having consequences, cause and effect. I think when we rank consequences and or cause and effect. Um, whether we think of that as uh, revoicings of the one idea or separate ideas, like that, that my instinct to those are going to rank high because just recognizing that um, it seems 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 pretty unassailable. Yeah. The idea Feedback. of um, accountability in its pure in its pure form will be an interesting one, just because yeah, with accountability you can um, have a way to uh, prosecute, like set precedent for uh, behavioral norms. Um, and this, some of those behavior, some of that present might be around punishment. Like again, punishment as its own idea, um, maps across this because it's the idea of being like, okay, if, if, uh, if one person behaves in a way that has a deleterious effect on the rest of the group or on other people in a community, um, do you need to, um, yeah, do you, do you need to punish them to uh, make sure that that group doesn't happen again? But I don't think you need to think of, I don't think you need to have free will as a prerequisite to the idea of punishment having utility. Like I feel like, you know, we punish, we punish animals and things like that. Um, you know, which is not the most useful way of teaching anything, obviously as anyone who trains animals will know, but, um, it's still something that we do because yeah, that we don't have to ascribe free will to, yeah. It's just, it's, con- just, it's, it's just, just conditioning, conditioning and people might condition. I actually quite, quite frankly, there's a part of me that would be more comfortable with, with, behaviors with conditioning behaviors and punishment behaviors in society if the if if you took out the concept of free will because i feel like the um it's an obvious thing to say but with the, with the concept of free will you have the risk of it being applied at its most reductive in its most reductive fashion which is just to say if someone's done something um that uh that breaks the norms or breaks the codes of behavior then it's because they're a bad person with a bad character and that means we have full license to treat them any way we want whereas if you have a society where you're without that and you're still making the choices to punish people through something like for instance imprisonment which we've talked about in another episode and ranked quite high when we ranked i mean imprisonment it's dropped a bit in the ranking since we've come up with more like screamingly good ideas but um we didn't trash it and we we Basically, we had an argument for its ne- for its practical necessity, but I remember in that imprisonment episode, I felt I was saying that I felt more comfortable with versions of imprisonment that could be honest about themselves rather than being narrativized. Like, as in being able to, uh, in a, I, I'm more comfortable with the idea of imprisonment in a society where you can just, just all know and internalize that imprisonment is horrible. And that it doesn't, <laughs> and that it's an awful cost and an awful outcome without without romance. Uh, on it, and that impri- and that it involves imprisoning people who shouldn't have to go through that uh, in a in a in a more perfect situation. And I feel like free will is the way. Free will is one of the insidious ways where these people. There are people who deserve 
there are people who deserve um, bad things to happen to them. And I think even just the concept of deserving will come up as an interesting one at some point. And um, yeah, I think uh, relates quite closely. I think the way that um, conversations around free will normally unfold is is in that sort of binary way that you framed at the start with, um, you know, free will at one end and then um, deterministic fate at the other. Is there is there a, a way of um, that free will could happily sit within um, the pantheon of ideas as something that exists in discrete ways that can be exercised at particular times under certain conditions and, and accepting that... Um, you know, yes, okay, it's something we completely uh, culturally mis um, mis uh, mis quantify now. But uh, you know, there are different points at which people, uh, you know, a, an individual can actively take a decision. Um, they they do have an agency. Like, is is do you think that there's room for? for I guess that? the question is whether just accountability and agency are enough, are superior ideas, and and are made better if you remove free will, like a little bit, like when we were talking about faith and we were talking about ideas like decision-making and discernment and the ability to make decisions without full knowledge of the outcomes and how our, our sense that faith was a, was a warping. Yeah. Just the idea that was, was, was a warp. It was an extreme end of the thought experiment that, um, had, uh, too many negative byproducts to be superior to just the, the more, um, just the, cl- the cleaner ideas. And I feel, I wonder if it's a similar thing with that. What you were talking before about, um, utility in the community makes me think of this as another idea, two things when it makes me think that this is another one where, f- um, accountability and responsibility maybe are the, are the key ideas and free will is a story form or specifically a narrative that's been used to communicate them in with ruth- ruthless efficiency and to, um, it was used at some point to, to make them more potent. Um, and then, yeah, the other thing it makes me think about, um, is, uh, I think this is going to come up a lot with certain ideas. Like it's similar. I know, like for instance, when we rank perfection, for instance, when we get to perfection, we're going to have the question of, okay, in a world where perfection doesn't exist, where there isn't evidence for perfection as it's sensibly defined, is there still usefulness to having it, having the idea? Cause it basically, if it's an idea that isn't, that doesn't map to a re to a real thing, to a, to a literally real thing, is it, can that still be good? Common sense says yes. Obviously there are a bunch of, there are all kinds of, you know, I'm the one who, um, uh, things that can be imagined, but probably won't happen, uh, can be good. But yeah, in in the case, but, but immortality is more in in a magical sense. Like in a, I don't feel like immortality has a sort of you know we're not in a current um, you know we're not seeing people on the streets killing each other in the hopes of you know getting something that's not real currently in the form of immortality. But we are there are real world consequences in that all of our systems are predicated on a stronger version of free will than I I think is um, could sensibly be argued for. And it's it's a really difficult one for me because I instinctively. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think it exists. I, l- I like the idea that it does because I feel like there's, it's it's a narrative that um, allows for hope and redemption, which I think are really important um, uh, uh, things for people to have to have a um, to have a rich life and um, integrated society. But I, at the same time, um, could could scarcely um, be more against anything that isn't based on reality as as forming. Um, as being a cornerstone for how you build society. And that's a, a, a little bit scary. Like I'm, I'm glad that um, 
you know, you said this was going to be a tricky one. I was like, oh, I think it'd be fine. But it, it is actually a bit scary because I think, okay, if you take away the idea of free will, um, then, you know, do you lose the case for being able to have things like a liberal society and do you lose the case for being able to have things like, um, uh, you know, uh, merit or um, I don't know, just just any, just all sorts of things that um, that sort of sit a bit uneasily in our societies anyway. Um, I, th- I think you uh, lose the, yeah. I think you lose some of the classic arguments for a liberal society, but I don't think that's the same thing as losing a liberal, so- or a liberal society or a quote unquote free society, for instance. So, just jump, jumping in on what you were just saying about redemption. So I've got thoughts about redemption that I won't get too deep into. Um, uh, that'll be another fun episode to do. But here, you know, as a quick thought experiment, is redemption an important idea for human uh, society and for hope and optimism per se? Or could you do without redemption if you didn't in the first is redemption only necessary because Persecution. You, because you have yeah. because you have an initial narrative framing of people as bad people who have done bad if you took that out if you took out the idea and this, it's great that we're going to go straight into good and evil um for our next episode yeah. there's there's more map there's cr- more cross mappings than i thought um the is you know is are you going as in if, if people aren't getting railroaded into a sense of selfhood that's good or bad in the first place, do you, you know, are these other things as, as requisite? And I think the cool thing, this, this is the cool thing about unpacking something like free will is I think if you, as soon as you look at it, the narrative flow-ons and the ideation flow-ons from the idea of free, free will are vast and insidious and all, and the tendrils spreads, have spread so far through, like, again, it's so deep in the bones of our current um, society, but I really, my, I don't feel that this is one like some of the others where it's that deep in because it's fundamental, because it's because it's fundamental to to the human brain or to human experience. Yeah, uh, but I do think um, I do think that it does, you know, reverberate very strongly against some things that are fundamental, and that and that's it's funny how uh, how many of the good ones, you know, good topics to discuss do come back to this, you know, fundamental question of like what you know what is innate, what can we what can we uh, determine as something that is inescapable in our nature. And I think that's um, like, I, I, was, I was thinking specifically when you were talking about, you know, well, do we need redemption in a world where we understand that people aren't just good or evil, but that, you know, that we're all complex actors and, um, you know, we'll all perform things that are, you know, deleterious to the group or to ourselves at different times. Um, but then there, I, I think there is something innate that when people see some, like, you know, as the sort of, um, as the the pack animal that that we are to see when you see uh individuals doing something that is you know the bad thing or whatever it is like there is an internal um uh physical reaction that demands um you know punishment or like some some there's some, there's something wrong here you know that this is wrong and and that's that's sort of that magnifies into grander concepts of good and evil and you know and and uh in and mismappings in, in that way but i think and I hate to say it because obviously I wish that that were not the case. It is not an optimal way to to navigate anything. But um, I think that that is a, a, a an innate uh, inbuilt feature in our mm. meat meat cases. Uh, to me, to me, the bits of that that feel innate are policing norms. Like we've and it's it's well observed that it's like a child's a young infant children's favorite thing to do is to learn a norm and then police it. Yeah, you get endorphins for yep um, yeah, enforcing a rule. I get it, and yeah, I get it now. Uh, when I do it, the other the other um, thing that I recognize as innate is just the recognize is just the concept of individuality 
Um, as much as we talk about the collective organism, of course, the only reason that we have to talk about that is there's an innate sense of individuality in humans as well, as in I see someone else do something and aside from the policing of norms or the sense of transgression, I go, they did that and I did this. And I think that, and I think it's intrinsic for me to think that I did a thing for a reason and to think that they did a thing for a reason. That said, yeah, I don't. I think the idea to me—that's why I don't think of free will as a story as being that innate. To me, it feels more like a second, third, fourth order um, narrativization of like post hoc uh, explanation for these things. But is it a suboptimal one? Like, you know, I, this a, is a, a, so. So, in, yeah. This this is my thing. I think because there's there's at least one other idea. I forget which one it was. Where we were saying that yeah, there was one other one that we were talking about as one that is very close to something that would just spontaneously. Well, we did think it was something that would in it that is always threatening to just spontaneously appear as an idea, and we actually judged that made it even more important to downvote because it was because any any way that uh, you can cut against it as a because it's suboptimal because and because it could be other versions of interpretation of reality could do a lot if we internalize them instead in a pure form could give us a better. Uh, behaviors that were mapped to reality and and less and more forg- more forgiving and compassionate to our fellow humans. Yeah, I, I think this is this is such a fun thing about this whole exercise. Like you know, continuously, I feel like so many of the ideas we're trying to shave back to the core of you know what is actually mm. what is inescapably true, which is of course we don't know because there are still so many unanswered questions. Um, we probably but, will but never we know, know more than we did when we built. We the collective know a lot more than we did when we built almost all the rules and and norms that we that we live off of. Um, and so it's so fun to then see well you know how close can we get away with discarding a, you know a, what is like you know, a core tenet of every, of every, yeah. of everything. And it's a way it's super fun. It is super fun. And obviously it's just, you know, me, Chris, it's just a way that I like. I like to get under, I, li- I like to try and find the first principle for everything or just any, any argument that someone presents to me, I want to try and find the thing that's under it, under it, under it. It's, it reminds me a bit of when people talk about, oh, uh, humans want work. They need work. And I'm, you know, jobs, they need jobs. You need, humans need jobs to be actualized. And I'm like, humans need actualization, you know, and to me, there's just so many, like, if I agree that humans need actualization, which I'm more, um, or at least want it, then yeah, I'm like that. I'm like, great. But there's like 12 steps of, um, ideation between, um, actualization and jobs, you know? And so I think this is a similar thing of just kind of like, I, I really feel like free will, like I, uh, free will was a perfectly sensible way to interpret the information that, that was available at, at one point. Um, a big part of the thought experiment of what we're doing with the podcast is the idea that we can just start with all of the existing ideas uh, at the outset and assess them all and just hand the ones that we want, either hand like a top 100 to a new society or give them all of them but have them in ranked order. So we can say, look, here, here's all of them, but you know, we've, we've done the work to tell you which ones are the, are the killer and which ones are the filler and which ones are actually bad for you. And I think this one is a really good example of that because my, my inclination is, I don't know how much more you want to discuss the concept, but I think, I think it's um, because it's, it's close to having a good utility, but I think that makes it, I think that makes it the, one of the more, sin, I think they're the most sinister things, things that are, that are like, that they have an appeal and they have a function, but, that, but it's not, 
it's not ideally mapped to the perfect truth mm. of the realities that we know. And therefore, you know, we're building everything slightly askew and, and we, we're doing ourselves a disservice. We could, we could do better, especially in the mind experiment where we're, we're starting again um, it, and picking them. So that, that makes me want to put it quite low. Knowing that we're going to have future episodes where we rank choice, accountability, responsibility, cause and effect, um, consequences, um, you know, and learning, learning, learning exactly. And the, ver- and the various systems, um, that are set up around it. Like even the idea that, yeah, uh, you don't need the idea. And punishments and, yep. and yeah. And you don't, yeah, even yeah. just something, it's like, it's like, uh, forget about redemption, just the idea of nonlinear versions of improvement, you know, um, the improvement as an idea. Yeah. It just feels like in a world where all of those things are going to exist and get, uh, as episodes of the podcast and, and we'll all have an even chance of getting their, uh, rightful place on the list. Yeah. It's hard for me to, yeah, I feel like all of those ideas, just off the top of my head, would be um, more useful versions of themselves without the story of free will. And it is the very fact that it's a story rather than an activation. And I don't think I don't think free will offers. This is the difference between this and something like immortality. I don't think free will offers hope or or chance of an elevated version of these other ideas. I think what it shows is ev- historical evidence of a more reductive, junkier. Um, compassionless version, less compassion-filled version of those ideas. Yeah, and I feel like with just thirty seconds interrogation, you can find you can find better ways of conceiving of the best version of free will as well that don't involve using um, the free will narrative, like you know, you know, agency or like mm. um, yeah, just any of those other other words that you described. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think we can get into ranking. Nice one, excellent. Um, so uh, if if we're saying relatively low for um, so we've got 34 things on the list at the moment. And for me, the, the junkier ideas start like this, like if we say that it's a, it's a properly in the bin idea for me, that starts down around, um, well, I mean the ones that are kind of sl- really sliding into, yep, yeah, these are, these are pretty bad is, um, at 28, we've got fandom and aristocracy. This feels lower than that. This feels down in the, in the bottom five. Yeah. I, I would have it, I would have it above faith, but down there. Yeah. Cool. Wherever that so is. at the moment we've got in descending order. So number 30 is fairness. Number 31 is debate. Number 32 is faith. Number 33 is fulfillment. Number 34 is ideology. So I guess I, yeah, I agree. It's not as bad as faith fulfillment or ideology. Um, it's another. Oh, it's another F, man. Um, are there any? Are there any ideas that start with F that are above twenty? Yeah, fat fillo pastry. <laughs> Good idea. There we go. All right. Okay, that's my that's my pet theory exploded. <laughs> okay, so um, we've got fairness at thirty and debate at thirty one. That feels like what it's fighting I'm about. Those two versus free will. It's it's all to a degree of magnitude, I guess. Um, like, because I think all of those things are, you know, non-optimal, and and um, also, and but by virtue of being not the optimal version of truth, they're they're distorting because of their their power and the weight of other ideas that people build up upon them. Um, imagine, maybe picture it this way: you have to have of those three, you have to pick two in your society, which is the one you leave. Yeah. I'd leave fairness. Mm. You you would still... I think, I think I'd, I'd have, um, yeah. As in you'd still have fairness in? No, no, no. I would leave fairness behind. I think fairness is below. Okay. Well, fairness is above debate at the moment. So 
um, if we think, uh, so we would either say that it's better, that it's, that um, free will is less bad than both of those. Yeah, I think so. Because I think if you um, have optimal ways of interrogating uh, reality from whatever reality can exist from, from um, sharing perspectives and sharing information, then you'll, you'll have a better relationship with the idea of free will. Uh, I'm super comfortable with this just because I feel like, you know, free will is free will is the two is too far an extreme. It's taking an, it's taking an idea that has some basis in reality, which is true. You know, it's taking ideas like choice and um, autonomy and do it, making them universal. Yeah. Doing a crazy reductive uh, thought experiment, throwing them to beyond a logical, um, uh, a post logical conclusion. Whereas, um, but it's still, there's still some grounding in something that is real. Um, yeah. whereas yeah, with, with, uh, fairness fundamentally, I just don't think, I don't think fairness is a thing that you can, uh, find evidence for in the actual real world. So I think it's a more corrosive to the truth thought experiment. And, um, plus all the other things I junked about it in the episode that we did on it, uh, listen to it guys. Um, and yeah, debate, I think is a whole different kettle of fish, but I think debate is, um, easy to, it's easy to trash to a further extent just because because it right so what it's a smaller debate's a smaller idea and that makes it even easier to completely dismiss because it's um just it's just a subform of argument and we judged it as as one that's just worse than all the other arguments plus because it's so sexy and cool as soon as you introduce it it's going to have an outsized influence so just completely rack it out so that would put um free will right under aristocracy yeah mm-hmm and related, relatable, related concepts. Interestingly, yeah. In terms of in terms of uh, throwing up ideas of um, uh, fixed selfhood, or you know, intrin- mm. intrinsic, uh, um, you know, essential, you know, selfhood essentialism. I guess uh, to put it as um, obnoxiously as possible, <laughs> which is always the objective. Yeah. Uh, great job, Nick. Great job, Chris. Forward to the next one. Awesome. Good versus evil. Yeah, great. Well, yeah, let's go um let's go uh take a couple of days um in between episodes just work on our fencing, work on our um sport of fencing other than the first one that I was referring to which obviously is is building fences and maintaining them. Uh. Um yeah, uh by which I mean actually guys we're um going to go and we're going to record the good and evil episode right now. We're going to take maybe a minute to um, make sure that uh, I um, write down the uh, free will on the right part of the list. Um, I have don't a, give away the magic. Well, it's important for people to know that because because my setup here is so awkward is because I have you on the phone and I have the I have our my recording setup on the laptop that I'm actually doing uh, the list on a with a pen and, and a piece of paper, which is the only time I've used a pen and a piece of paper for anything in the last decade. Very quaint. Yeah, yeah. It's really, um, I can't wait to rank uh, Ludditism because, um, you know, the more I get into this, uh, the more I hate that too. Um, great. Imagine if we t- turn it around and we, we're like completely sold on Ludditism <laughs> and it has to become the last episode. <laughs> this is the implications are what they are. Yeah. Terrific. We're living in a real world. Word. Um, that's those, yeah. Uh, anyone who wants to, um, help donate to us so that we can put our, uh, podcast catchphrase, we're living in the real world onto a t-shirt for our fans. Um, <laughs> just, just, uh, send money to, um, the, your local council and they'll distribute it to us. I'm sure. With most of our listeners in the ACT, which has no council, you've just 
Just rat fucked everybody. In my lifetime, they had to sack the entire council for massive corruption. And for a while, um, the town was uh, being run by the council of another city that was having to run, that was having to council two cities at once. So, yeah. So, <laughs> that <laughs> indeed. Shirt, Can't wait to rank corrupt councils as a YL or whatever. Um, great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> see you on the other side of this bit that we're about to do. Sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion Rank ideas Take them to the bank ideas